Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And today we have a very special guest. His name is Julian Husk. He's actually originally from Austria, and now he's living in Singapore. And uh, uh, we're going to be finding about about his travels, about his work, and some tips about uh, how he's achieved uh, location independence. Uh, uh, you know, as an expat over there in Singapore. So, uh, Julian, uh, to start off with, why don't you share a little bit about your background, who you are, what you do, and uh, a little bit more about yourself? For sure. Hey, Ricky, it's such a pleasure to be on, and always fun talking to you. Great. Um, my background is uh, very, very different to what I do today. I was a professional kite surfer for 10 years, so I'd always, I've always loved traveling at the very early of my life. This was because of professional sports. Um, yep, traveled really all over the world. I then studied medicine, and this was the, the time in my life that I was a bit kind of based on my location. I became a medical doctor. I worked as a surgeon for roughly one and a half years, and I was missing the freedom. I was missing the travel. And so I quit medicine that's in 2012 and back then I moved to Hong Kong and I picked up all the traveling again. So I was really all over Asia and I, I spent more time in Asia obviously because then I was in Hong Kong. And uh, last year, 2016, I moved to Singapore. Um, in, I, have, I own a business uh, here in Singapore. Um, I don't own the entire business. We are four co-founders. and. Uh, yeah, we are a fintech company, financial technologies. We work in the blockchain space, so we work with large financial institutions and uh, we work with debit card providers. And for work and for pleasure, I travel a lot. So yeah, that's my life. I'm having fun. I, I, I work very hard, um, but uh, yeah, I also play very hard. <laughs> That's the best way to live, you know, work hard, play harder. Uh, so you are originally from Austria, and, uh, you know, uh, it's a fascinating and now you're uh, you know, a business owner, entrepreneur, traveling the world. Uh, 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 you're from Austria. Where all have you, have you traveled? Uh, any favorites uh, out of all of your uh, world tourism? <laughs> So when I was a bit younger, I got this map once from a friend of mine where you can scratch off all these countries. <laughs> and uh, initially I thought, oh, what a stupid idea. And today I'm actually really proud of that map because it's like, I think I'm close to 100 countries that I've been to in my life. And that's actually quite a lot. Um, I've been to almost every country in South America. I don't think there's one country that's there. Um, I've been to, I mean, obviously North America. There's only two countries there. I've been to pretty much all of Europe. Um, Africa is the continent I've always had the most um, yeah, respect for. Also, maybe because for kite surfing, there are some locations there where you can kite surf. But even though it has a lot of coastline, there's a lot of places that are not that good for kite surfing. So I, Africa has been a continent that I would definitely love to go more. And it's definitely going to come. Asia, I've always also been almost all over. Australia, um, really, really beautiful. For me, probably if I had to pay today somewhere to go on holidays, it would probably be either the Maldives if it was just a short trip because if you're there for a longer period of time, you just, I mean, you just, you get bored out of, out of, yeah. I mean, it's, there's nothing to do there. So it's a pure relaxation place. And um, I, for sports or for activities, I really love Mauritius. It's on the east coast of the south of Africa. And it's really, really beautiful there. Um, I really love going there. 
Awesome. You've definitely uh, made your way around the world, uh, close to 100 countries. Very impressive. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned about Maldives. I'm actually here in Trinidad and Tobago, which cool. is in the South Caribbean. And uh, yeah. yeah, it starts to get boring after a while because there's only so many beaches uh, you can uh, uh, visit, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like, okay, what next? What next? Uh, so I'm just kind of chilling, hanging out. Uh, but, but uh, you know, my adventure bug uh, is getting to me. So I'm going to uh, probably leave in the next week or so, uh, heading to Colombia. And we're pretty much cool. going to do every South American country as well, with the exception of Venezuela, obviously, for the political situation happening there right now. Cool. Wow. Cool. I love that. Great. Yeah. So, Julian, um, you know, tell us about uh, kite surfing. I mean, uh, it, it's something like it's an upcoming phenomenon. A lot of people are getting into it. Uh, where are the top kite surfing places in the world? Um, I learned how to kite surf in 2002, 2003. Um, back then, I was at the right place, the right time. I was, uh, yeah, back then, I was like 17, 18 years old. So, it was just perfect timing. And... Um, I learned in Italy. I was discovered by a company. I, I worked for a French company called F1 um, for pretty much most of my entire career. And um, I think to kitesurf, there's no perfect or bad place. I think, it's, I think a lot of kitesurfing has to do with the, with the people that you kitesurf with. Um, it can be a very social sport. It can be very funny. Um, you can have a lot of interaction with people on the water, like doing tricks next to each other, uh, shouting, chanting, uh, waving, clapping, and so on, um, flying through the air. So it's a very social sport. Um, in North America, to kitesurf, I mean, it's really good in uh, Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. I mean, all of, uh, all of Texas is really, really good. Florida, obviously, um, California. Hood River um, in um, Oregon, um, Hawaii, obviously. I mean, there's really, really, really great places in, in just in North America. It's all over. I, I couldn't tell you what is a, a, the best sort of, or a worst place. For me, what I love is when I have waves and I have wind, and that is really difficult to get. So to have good waves and good wind, these places are quite rare. So, but you get them all over. So it's South America, obviously, the U.S. has that. Europe, it's, it's, you have to go to the islands. So you have to probably go to the Canaries. Uh, South Africa, really great for that. Australia, definitely. Um, but again, they, they are pretty um, dispersed. But to have, honestly, I would prefer to kite off with really good friends rather than have like a perfect kite spot to myself. Um, I would get bored out of my mind. <laughs> I hope you're still there, uh, Ricky. I, I can't see you right now. I can't hear you. If you can, um, uh, by yeah, the way, now you're back. Yeah, yeah. The spit and a lot of people from around there, and it's a hot spot. And daughter, and she's only keeps things. Can you take me kite surfing? Can you take me kite surfing? Uh, I think the kite boy, so when she's older, we're going to turn that uh, skill. I did you Singapore. About Singapore. I'm not 100% sure. I got your question. Um, 
I, I, I didn't see the connection, so I, I'm not 100% sure what you were asking. Um, why do you like Singapore? Oh, why do I like Singapore? Um, so, okay. Um, so I was in Hong Kong before I moved there in 2012. Um, the reason why I moved to Hong Kong was I quit medicine and I just wanted to get away from it all. It was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made in my life walking away from a profession that so many people regard so highly and I still regard very highly. And uh, I think being a medical doctor is, yeah, it's, it's something you study for a very long time for. And it's quite, I mean, it's, it's, it, it was really a big decision to step away from that all and, and leave it behind. And I got a lot of pressure from my family, from friends, from people all around who told me, you know, I was stupid and, and, and not working in, in the hospital anymore. And, and I mean, I, I, I've been, to most of the places. And so Asia has always been a place that I hadn't spent so much time back then, um, simply because the kite surfing in Asia is okay. There's, it's not that excellent. Um, most of Asia lies in a zone where the wind is not that strong. So it's that there are a few places you can kite surf, but it's not like, let's say the Caribbean that you can pretty much kite surf <laughs> everywhere. Um, and so I decided to go to Hong Kong. And I had my first business there, started in 2012, um, learned a lot, learned a lot about marketing, um, was great. The reason I moved to Singapore this year is just that for our company called 10X, where we are in the fintech area, we really are focused on blockchain technologies. And with these technologies, Singapore is a really great hub to be here um, from a financial perspective, from a safety perspective, security perspective, from a legal perspective, from literally anything there is. So um, it's really central. It's super safe. It's warm all the time. Um, it rains a lot, though. That's uh, part of being in the tropics. Um, and uh, I think that's what I, what I really love. It's, it's, a, it's a really great place. I would have never imagined that before I came here. But um, it's a, honestly, I don't have kids yet, but it would be a place that I could see my kids growing up. Um, uh, by the way, everyone, uh, we're having uh, connectivity issues. I think it's uh, me over here. In uh, unfortunately, the internet is terrible, and that's a struggle as a digital nomad finding good Wi-Fi. Uh, tell us about the actual uh, business you that allows you to be location independent. Uh, so, I mean my company per se is not location independent. So I do, I mean, our company has an office here. Um, our company has employees. We're growing our company. We're getting to this year, we're going to have 50 employees. So it's not that I'm this solopreneur who is going from place to place to place to place and, and can work from wherever. However, since everything today is, um, doable with technology and, uh, uh, everything is becoming more flexible and digital. It's it's quite simple. Um, I mean, even when I have really long haul flights, so let's say I fly from Singapore to San Francisco because I go to a tech meeting there, or I'm meeting some partners, then I'm on this plane and I have Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi is not, I mean, fast enough to do video conferencing, but I can do emailing. I can do, I can go into my to-do lists. I can uh, communicate. I'm in Slack. I can message. Um, I can do all those things. So um, I'm in Singapore, I would say less than half of the year. 
um, most of the time I'm traveling. I'm traveling for business. And when I travel for business, let's say I have a three-day business trip to San Francisco or to LA or I'm in Europe. I mean, I can always add one or two days of holidays. So if you just connect those things, suddenly things become uh, very flexible. Um, I think at the end of the day, if you want to be a digital nomad, it's really about having structure. Um, I think that sounds as crazy as it is because as a nomad, you kind of have this no structure and suddenly you, I'm telling you, you, have, you should have structure. Um, I think structure is so important. It's about structuring your work. It's about when you get up, what you do, um, all these kinds of different things. So I think that's a, a very important step in being successful as a digital nomad, in not being lost with all this traveling and being lost with all the transitions. Um, and even for myself, that can be very, very difficult. So that's one thing that I'm, I've been really um, paying attention to. Um, having a daily rhythm a, a little bit, um, kind of setting some, some uh, steps during the day, uh, I think that's, that's really crucial. I can see you outside. So, uh, Julian, do you want to or do you want to settle somewhere else? What's your vision? Sorry, I didn't hear that question. Uh, what is your future? What are you going to yeah. do in the future? Um, so, future for me depends a bit um, on what time frame we're talking about. So, let's say the next couple of years, I'll definitely be in Singapore. I'll definitely be working in the company that we started here. Um, it's a big vision. Um, the company's doing really well. We are really growing. We have great partners. We have a lot of customers. So it's, it's really booming. Um, I'm, I'm not someone who wants to retire in that sense that uh, you can just uh, sit down and chill. Um, I wrote a book actually when I was 28, so this is three years ago. And I wrote in that book, it's just a doorbell. Um, I wrote in that book, 25 stories I would tell my younger self. And it was basically about uh, like, how did I retire when I was 28? But with retiring, I didn't talk about like retiring and not doing anything. I was really more talking about how can you do those things that you want to do without having to be forced by someone else to do certain things. And that's what I love doing. If I would ever have the feeling that I'm not happy with what I do, I would change and I would find something that makes me really happy. And I think one of the things that limits so many people is this fear of not truly following their dreams because, they, because many, many people are scared of letting go of something because they prefer this certainty of miserable, like of misery rather than this uncertainty of what could be out there if they would let go. And so for me, I had changed a lot of times in my life. I have been a professional athlete. I never knew how it gets to the next place. I became a medical doctor. I quit that and there I had maximum uncertainty in my life. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be worried at all. I'm doing this once again. And, uh, yeah, letting go of something. At the moment, I 100% love what I do. And as long as I do, that's what I'm really happy in doing. Awesome, Julian. So, uh, you know, thanks for all the insights about kite surfing, uh, uh, you know, traveling around the world, about living in Singapore and your company. If people wanted to find out more info about yourself, about your website, about your business, about your social media, uh, what are the links to find out more information? 
Um, I mean, if you're into fintech, if you're into blockchain, um, just go on our company website. It's called 10x.tech. So T-E-N-X.tech. If you want to find out more about me, if you want to find out more um, about my travel, about everything I do, just go on my website, julianhosp.com. Um, best way to connect with me on a very personal level is Facebook. Um, that's just where I'm most on. Um, and it's just look for Julian Hosp on Facebook. There's only one. So <laughs> you should find me. <laughs> the one and only. So thank you, Julian. And uh, everyone, uh, make sure you tune in to our uh, uh, podcast. We also have a video version of this. Apologies for the poor internet. I, um, you know, um, what do you do when you're a digital nomad, when you're uh, traveling around the world? Uh, you kind of have to go with the flow and uh, survive. And hopefully the internet will get better, uh, you know, as time comes. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. Uh, make sure you subscribe, comment, and share. And also, uh, make sure you uh, check out julianhosp.com. Uh, make sure you check out his tech company. And make sure you follow him on social media as well. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you in the next episode.